Hey, listeners, our Patreon page is live. We would love for you to support us. You can go to our website, failforwardpod.com. You can donate today. A huge thank you to Amy K, Kelly W, Ann A, Nicole F, Kathy M, Liza K, Katie S, Mag J, Allison F, Joni A, Lucy T, and Susan G. I've had people say, I want to do gratitude, but I'm nervous because you're so good at it. Well, to me, gratitude, like anything, is a muscle. I've been practicing, and that's probably the only strong muscle I've got, guys. Let me have it. Dad got it. Failing. 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 I know. When we talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life, a blessing. Your dream. and then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. So I'm really excited today because I am interviewing Rachel DeRocher. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, thanks so much for having oh me. Oh my God, you're such a gem. <laughs> so Rachel is the Chief Gratitude Officer at Grateful Grams. If you haven't eaten them, they're delicious. I remember the first time I had one. And the Incubator Kitchen Collective, which we're going to get into in a minute. Welcome. Yes. Hi, thanks. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here, too. Yes, and you're fun. a fellow podcaster. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have good. to share it with everybody, the podcast, so that they listen to it. Yeah. In gratitude. In gratitude, which is interesting part of your story, which we'll get into. Yeah. All right. So let's let's start off where we always do. Just give me, give me a quick overview. Did you grow up in the Natty? Or where I am are you from? born in raised here. Yeah, I'm a Cincinnati girl and I always wanted to leave and travel the country yeah. and like, you know, my I guess my free my free hippie spirit thought it would be so cool. And then um I met a boy. <laughs> I met a boy. And he did all of that traveling and I just heard the real stories of it and I was like, "Oh yeah, I couldn't I'm not made for that. I am not Nope. I, I'm a glamper I'm or a right hoteler, here. you yes. know. So yeah, so yeah, here. So stayed here. Yeah. Okay, great. What part of town did you grow up in? Oh, let's see. Um I grew up actually in Norwood for the okay. bulk of yeah. And now we live in Linwood, which is this little weird neighborhood between Mount Lookout and Mount Washington. I totally know where Linwood is. Yeah. Do you know Papa Smurf? No. There was a big blue car with a back that said Papa Smurf on I it. Don't. I know. Anyway, we I had some friends that went to grade school with me that lived down in Linwood. Yeah. Down it's, on it's what? like off it's Eastern Wooster. Avenue. Yeah. Like right? it's kind of it's parallel. Like, yeah, where we live is kind of parallel in between um Wooster and Eastern. Okay. Great. Old house that you redid Old or something. Old house. It's yeah, eighteen something, seventy. Yeah. yeah, so pretty. It, yeah, we like it. So did you always know that you wanted to be a baker, a cook, a chef? I, I would never say I'm any of those things. Is that crazy? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Why not? I love – what I love about the kitchen is the people. In our homes, where do we gather? Yeah. You know? Um, and I – yes, yeah, so I, f- reality is food is in my blood, um, my great grandfather started the country kitchen um, in the 40s. No way. Yes. And so I have very, very faint memories of that. When they sold the franchises, thank off you. In the okay. 80s, I was like, aren't these there franchises? There was like 400 of them. Okay. Right? Which people are like, oh, that's no, that like, it's just part of our story. Like, 
there's not this big bucket of money. Yeah. Everything's been built from scratch, you guys. I wish that there was some crazy family inheritance somewhere. Uh, they've all they've all worked. <laughs> my family all shows up and helps in the kitchen. But um, and then my parents. What's, what was the ethnicity, really quickly? Are we talking German, Irish, Italian? What are we talking? Hillbilly. I yeah. Like I mean, right? We've got German. We're a mix. A mutt. We're yes. My like mom. We all are. Um, my mom's family's from this little town um, in Kentucky called Honeybee. Um, my dad is his family is from Casey County, Kentucky. So I have strong Kentucky roots. Um, but I've lived in Ohio my whole life, though our businesses now are operated in Kentucky. Um, I have a lot of German in me. I have some Irish in me. Yeah. Okay. All of so, it. but the whole, that whole concept was definitely in your family. Yeah. And so my parents actually opened a pizza place called Rika's Pizza when I was a wee thing. I, I, Again, where was that? Tiny in Lachlan. Okay. Um, and then my dad realized that it's really hard to be in the food industry and raise a family. Yeah. So he went back to law school. Okay. And became an attorney and he was an, an attorney. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so my mom continued in food. She um worked for Procter and Gamble in the dining. She's cooked for people her whole life. Yeah. Um, she's done a lot of private chef work. She worked I did marketing for Wild Oats, and I hired her, and she did all of our cooking classes. Um, so it just, yeah, we just food, feed the people. That's like what we know, and we know it really well. And what was the inspiration for Grateful Grams? Mm, oh, so I have three kids, yeah. one girl. And um, so Camden is my oldest. I just moved him into UC. He just started college. And then um, my littles are uh, in third and fourth grade. And they're 18 months apart. Um, I had a great childhood i my parents are really cool people obviously i'm pretty cool so like it just like like they're just (laughs) good um and when but my mom gave it up like i remember i have such clear memories of her saying like i wish i would have done this or i should have done oh i should have done that like oh listen to this idea i could have like and so when rosie was born your Within youngest, a week. your youngest, she's or my middle. Okay, so she's she'll be ten in November. Um, I knew I could pass that. I wish I should have, could have on to her. Yeah, or I could say, or no, we can create our dreams. We can do the work. And for what me, what an amazing like epiphany! The light. I mean, it was yeah. The light bulb was like, this is it. I just have to do it. And I never looked back. She was five months old. Oh, my goodness. I strapped her on my back and I rolled cookies. And in my house, I I like, I have memories of it, but I'm sure a lot of it's, you know, it's really pretty what you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I called my husband at work and I was like, I think I'm going to start this graham cracker company, but I'm going to really start a gratitude company. I'm just going to talk about gratitude and I'll make sweet little graham crackers. And he was like, sure, babe, go like, go for it. When was this? How long ago was Um, this? April. Well, we launched the company April, 2010. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You're almost 10 years old. Yeah. Next year. I know. It's pretty wild. I love though that your concept around, hey, I'm going to make graham graham crackers or graham cookies, whatever. Whatever. What do you call them? But it's really about the gratitude. It's all mission. It's all mission. I believe I was put here for that. Like if 
people ask me what what who are you Rachel or what do you want to be like I want to be known for the woman who made gratitude the forefront of everybody's thought like that is like okay can we just pause for a second because you are so clear on your purpose Mm. and um Personally, I've been thinking a lot about purpose. Yeah. How did you get that clarity or how do you give some input or suggestions for people to, to really understand that, what that purpose is? You know, it, I talk a lot about doing the work. For me, the work has been a spiritual journey. You know, I was taught gratitude by my dad when I was seven. I, and did they have a spiritual practice? Yeah. That? Yeah. They've always been, they're very grounded. And my dad's done um, a lot of spiritual work. I mean, we weren't. More spiritual work than church work. Sure. You know? Yeah. Less organized religion, more connection with God or something. God. Yeah. Which is the journey, you know? I know. I believe it is too. Yeah. And so I think that was really deeply instilled in me when when my husband and I met at, at Wild Oats and we went through that transition when Whole Foods purchased the company. and. Okay. In any transition, what comes up, all the fears, and everybody starts the, I've got to protect my job. I have to protect, you know, and I remember the day we looked at each other and we said, let's just not talk about bad about anybody. He said, we like made this pact as a couple, like we're not going to get involved in the the fear-based transition. That is awesome. And I was fired within two weeks of that. No way. And I was like, thank Thank you. Because I could see, I could I could then be like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Or I could say, God shifted my whole life to, to align with what I've been asking and praying for, which is I've always been a gatherer. I've always been a nurturer. I've always been somebody that is really easy. Like when they ask you what your superpower is, like mine is just bringing people together. Like people you would never imagine sitting around a table. Yeah. You know, and- I, oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to you right now and tears are coming to my eyes because I think that's amazing. But I also, that concept of like bringing people together around a table, I yearn for that a lot. Come over. I will. We're, we're just, I I think a lot of people do like a deeper connection, an authentic conversation. Yeah. We, or a stimulating conversation. Like let's talk about ideas, not people. My grandfather used to always say that. Absolutely. And, and because I think too, we weren't raised with social media, right? Yeah. And even though like it's a tool, I love it. I love Instagram. You use it a lot, actually, way more than I do. Yeah. I'm impressed by how much you use it. Well, it's been a really great way for, to connect with people for me, right? Which is part of this. And it, and I can't, even though I wish that I could be with people and gathering them all day, every day, I'm not there yet. There's still a job that has to get done. There's still kids that need dinner. Like, yeah, there's still all of this stuff that has to happen. Okay, wait. So I I got a soft topic. So the purpose thing, being really clear on your purpose. And for you, it was that transition with wild oats. I think so. I think then I was, I, it was really clear that like, cause even then it was gratitude. Gratitude for? For the breath, for being alive, for water, for shoes on my feet, for the fact that I'm healthy, for the fact that like, 
I can give a hug and like feel that heart to heart connection, gratitude that I got to go on vacation this year. And we overthink it because we want to compare what other people are posting about. And I've had I've had people say, I want to do gratitude, but I'm nervous because you're so good at it. Well, to me, gratitude, like anything's a muscle. I've been practicing and my that's probably the only strong muscle I've got, guys. Let me have it. I got it. Um, (laughs) Like I. It's a muscle that I've been working with for 20 years. <laughs> it better be strong. Yeah. And now when you see it on social media, when I say like, oh, here's what I'm grateful for today, I do it because I'm stuck too. Because I'm in my head. Yeah. I'm worrying about all the things that have to get done or, oh, what if I would have done this? Or well, I can't believe I didn't go to that, you know, like the FOMO or all these things. Well, I can create stillness. And I can go in and I can go into the gratitude and I can actually see. Then it shifts me right out. And then I'm like, all right, let's keep rocking. Okay. Can you teach us some of your gratitude practice? Yeah, I think it 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 has been I remember or when I was. Or do you not want teenager. to talk about that? Because you didn't I felt like you didn't get excited about that. You're like, yeah, I can. Well, no, I can. You know, I think again, don't overthink it from and it I was talking to my girlfriend on the way down here, and we were talking even just about this interview because I I don't have that. Um, there's so much going on. The memory of like, oh, this sticks out because you would ask me like, you yeah. know, one of the things that I failed at, and we were just kind of talking through a couple things. And um, I'm really good at being nimble. Yeah. Right. And that's one of the things that being I think an entrepreneur, like you just have to go with the flow. I have 32 notebooks full of gratitude list. Wow. I also haven't written it in a notebook in years because I've used social media as my gratitude platform. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a page on Grateful Graham's website where you can go and tell us what you're grateful for. We pull those quotes and put them on our packaging. That's a gratitude practice for me. Um, It's a gratitude practice for me at dinner with my family to do roses and thorns. Yes, I love roses and thorns. Can you say what that is? Yeah, we talk about the good and the bad. So we all have a chance. So I'm going to give a shout out to Meg and Chris. They both listen to this podcast and they taught me rose and thorns. Yeah, it's just because... I wanted my kids to because I remember asking my Ellis is eight now but when he was two or three I remember being like hey Ellis what are you grateful for and he was like nothing you know and I'm like hell yeah like that's awesome of course right you're two like your, your life's good like right and so now we create this time to like kind of reflect back on our day as human beings we have to be able to talk about the good and the bad we have to be able to say you know this thing happened today and I stubbed my toe yeah and it really hurt and it affected you know the next two hours of my day yeah Guess what? Once we speak it, we release it. That's it. And so that's a really good quote, by the way, isn't it? Kids at seven and eight, not at 30 and 40 when we're learning, right? Like, wait a second. This is how you change the world. This is how you shift the generation. This is how you bring future leaders because they know how to talk about the ick and to talk about the fact that they got to play on the playground with their best friend or, right. you know, Jim finished all the orders and it's my only Wednesday. My mom braided my hair this or, morning. Exactly. Yeah. So I always call it as like just creating space. Like I'm a really good at like creating space and holding space. And like to me, gratitude is that. My fate. You want me to tell you what my favorite part about gratitude? Yeah. 
I do. Um, this was asked on a podcast, and I've never been asked this question my whole life. And they said, what's your favorite sound? And it... Gosh, that's a really good question. It's a really good question. My favorite sound, which ties into this piece of my favorite part about gratitude, is the in-breath someone takes when I ask them what they're grateful for. It is one of the most spiritual experiences I have the honor of doing on this planet. And if I could just sit and hear that and hear people stop and get present with themselves, that's that's my purpose. That's it. So it's that simple. I just don't know how you figure that out. I just don't. I I just getting super clear on purpose. I don't know what brings you to me. It's and are we? What makes you happy? Is it happy or is it joy? I have this. I have this debate. So like, I think happiness is fleeting. Yeah. I think joy is more intrinsic it's more yeah it's like good yeah right happiness can be selfish yeah yeah right when i would leave to go out um my mom would always be like be good don't be happy be good Mm. which i was always like ew i hate that right but now i get it now because i think being good brings joy i think so yeah I, I agree. Serving completely. others, helping others. Yeah. Absolutely. So I didn't mean to debate that no. happiness thing. I just think about that a lot. So what brings you joy? Right. Right. That like, is a great question. What brings you joy? And and it again, why do we flow? overthink any of this? Right? right. Like we all know the things that really are like. <gasps> yeah. You even pointed out when you asked me the question. You're like, oh wait, don't answer that. That didn't seem like it. Like made you light up, yeah. even though it does. But it's. It's a tricky thing to explain, right? I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, what is my practice? Well, today <laughs> it was it was actually just making myself breakfast. Like that was my practice, right? Because right? like um, today is coming here. No matter what you're doing, yeah, being here, having this conversation, right? So that others can hear it. Yeah. Yes, and multiply being present with it. And being present with it, right? Like making my smoothie in the morning and. Being present to remember to, like, add the hemp seeds and, like, give thanks for the fact that, like, we have healthy food in our house because there was a time we didn't. Because there was a time that, like, being an entrepreneur is hard. Yeah. Money's tight. And it's still tight. And we've been doing it a decade. Yeah. Like, let's have, right? Like, that's a real conversation. How do you live joyfully with nothing? Yeah. We've given it all up. And not in a way that, but like, because it's so much bigger than that. Like, it's so, like, that's it, right? It's so much bigger. But we get caught on these, like, little things that we think mean everything, but they mean nothing. Right. Like money. And it goes back to that happiness thing which is fleeting yeah and i mean dude i struggle with it so i'm not even perfect at this but oh if i just get that one new shirt right or pair of pants and i love stuff i love shopping i'm a girl like right Right. like uh, it's fun but it's not now i know too though if it doesn't bring me joy i don't buy it well that whole marie yeah whatever i did it my undies are folded right now so are mine (laughs) 
<laughs> all my shorts. Oh my god, it's amazing. I I do, and I went through and I got rid of stuff that I was like, wait, even though I like it, I don't love it. Yeah. 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 So gratitude. Yeah. You love bringing people together, yeah. right? Gather. Uh huh. Is that what prompted then this other business, which is the Incubator Kitchen Collective? Absolutely. Tell me about that. Yeah. So with Grateful Grams, we were out, I think we did six farmers markets a week in Whoa. those early years. Yeah. Like I would, and we had two babies. So Rosie was, um, they're 18 months apart. So like, right, they're under two and like we're doing all these markets. So I would be in the kitchen. I would do the baking. I had, I always had help. Like I I had to surrender into that. When you have a business, when you have a five month old, like even if it's two hours a week, like I remember my girlfriend's coming over on Friday night and like tying packages oh with gosh. me, but like we would tag out. Like I would, um, I w- he would have the babies and then I would take the kids and he would go to the market. And I mean, we did that for years it felt like um but what we realized what i saw sarah was the fact that there wasn't a space for people to come together yeah and not just it has nothing to do with the ovens you guys like it has everything to do with the community and the peers and the support and the love like i tell people i'm an underpaid therapist right like (laughs) can we can we fling the doors open our our kitchen and say come in and be welcomed here come in and feel supported so we opened um i went to ken recton he was the interim director of the senior services in northern kentucky okay we had actually moved from ohio and in, into kentucky in january of 2013 we moved to covington i had a 1000 square foot facility we did our baking and we rented to some friends just like sure. willy-nilly like hey it sits empty after two o'clock come right. on right use it and use it and um I went to Ken because he had about 4,000 square feet. And I said, you know, I've got this idea, but I need someone to believe in me. Will you believe in me? Like, I can't pay anything, but here's what I can do. And he goes, yeah, let's try it. I uh, Can we just pause? I love that you said, I've got this idea. I just need somebody to believe in me. That's that was it. such a beautiful line. Thank you. And wouldn't you love it if somebody came to you and said that? You'd be like, heck yes, I will. And I do. And yeah. I get to do that. Every and I'll I'll talk about an okay, example sorry. of that. Yep. No, and so so we moved and I literally like that's what we did. We flung open the doors. I had really no clue what I was doing. I just knew that there was people out there that needed help. Mm-hmm. And so we were the first incubator in the region. Um, we moved, we closed that location in 2016 and we moved into Newport, November 2016, and we have 10,000 square feet over there. Whoa. Um, it was a commissary space, so. Again, it was actually um, built out for uh, a restaurant group, and they closed, and they donated the inside of the facility to us. We pay rent and all the bills, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Like, it's not like um, – but it gave us the chance to really grow into Expand. what where we are now. Yeah. So we just signed our 100th company on. We've had – we've received two grants, maybe three. I've done all of this, mind you. I have no investors. We have no oh debt, gosh. business debt. Like, we, we scratch month by month. Every month we show up. Every month we work hard. Every month we pay the bills. We do it again the next month. Yep. Like, there's, there's your secret sauce. Show up. Yeah. Do the work. Don't whine about it. I've cleaned the toilets. I've swept the floors. I've done the dishes. Like yeah. I've oh. I've held the people while they've cried because they don't know what to do. Because it's hard. 
it's physically hard. It's mentally hard. If you burn the cookies, what do you have to do? You got to start all over. Yeah. You know? And, and so what I witness now, we have 40 current companies, 25 of our hundred have incubated onto their own storefronts. You know, Christy Worley Granola was with us. Brown Bear Bakery was with us. Pickled Pig was with us. Dinner's to Doorbells was with us. Queen Trail Marshmallows was with us. I mean, we've, and just quietly. Yeah. Because You've that's where the work. all those people. Yeah. And so people, I do have people that show up and say, great, let me pay. Like, I, they, yeah, of course this is. And I have other people that said, um, I had a kid come to me um, just trying to start a kombucha company, came to me last year. And he goes, I keep getting turned down. And I, I can't afford to pay rent. And I, I don't know what to do. I said, what well, can you pay? Now, please don't come to me and tell me you can't pay rent. And like, <laughs> I love you, but like, this is it happens, right? Like, yeah, this is not the business. Right? Like, yeah, not the business. But, but like, yeah. what it, what it is is that I have the opportunity. <laughs> <Please> to, <don't laughs> no, you can really, if you need me, come. Please come on, everybody. Oh, I love it. I do love. But he and I said, what can you do? Yeah. And he said, I can do this. And I said, then that has to be enough, doesn't it? Because if I'm saying come and. Be part of the field of dreams. Right. Oh, wait, you don't fit into the box? You're out. You're out. Yeah. That's not. What's the purpose in that? Yeah. Like, that's not my purpose. My purpose isn't to say, but does that mean that we sacrifice? Absolutely. Yeah. But what if this kid, it all shifts for him because Mm. he got this chance? Yeah. There's the glory. Look, and look at those people who yeah. that you just rattled off. They're, that's the glory too. Oh, amen. That's it. That's what it is for me. Like that's where my joy is. So you opened up another one of those, correct? So we or have two ha- locations yeah. in Newport. One we've had. We opened the Hatchery. It's a really tiny one. It's a cute name. Yeah, it's, yeah. I like naming stuff. Um, uh, and the hatchery is real small. We partnered with St. Paul's Episcopal Church. They built out a kitchen inside the church, and then they said, oh, we don't know what to do. And somehow my name got brought up in a meeting, and I went, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do I'll it, you. you know? Um, we just partnered with the city of Fairborn last year in 2018. I consulted and helped open two kitchens there. I've consulted for a group in Texas and a group in Tennessee because what we bring to the table that other like national, like, right? Like it's trending. Incubators are trending okay. right now. It's like co-working spaces. Yeah. Good Lord. We right, right, like right. everybody in their mom's open in a co-working space. We get it. Right. <laughs> and, and which is fine, like to each their own. But we bring the people to the forefront. For me, I'm here. And if I can support Ashley and a bonus of Ashley is stellar street eats. That's that's the purpose. Like, I want to support the person, not the business. Got it. Because if we support the people, then we create sustainability, right? Because yeah. we've got healthy people growing healthy businesses. Whoa. Mental health matters. Yep. Oh, that's so mind-blowing a little bit. Yeah, I just, I can't do it the other way. And and I see now doing it, so we've been doing the incubators for six years, that there is success in the way that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Might be hard, might not fit the box, 
might not be the norm, but... I feel like you're part of something greater. And when it unfolds, I'll be ready. There's a book in here somewhere. Yeah. You know? I, but I, I mean something greater. Like, I think where you guys help people, then they're able... You, you, you help them get launched, right? Yeah, we help them get launched. We help them grow. We help them... You know, I can hold space for these people to come in and, like, do their work and talk through it. And one of my favorite things is seeing the kitchen full and everybody talking to each other, Yeah, you know, and helping one another. And, hey, can I borrow a cup of flour because I just ran out? Yeah, of course. Here's family like a neighborhood. Meal. Yeah. Yeah. Because why do the work if... It's like hard. without people there. Yeah, right? or hard or miserable. Like it's miserable enough. We all have bad days. Come on. Like yeah. I have bad days. I yell at my husband. I yell at my kids. Like <laughs> So does he work on the business too? Yeah. So he left. So he actually worked for Blue Oven Bakery for three years. Okay. So he um he lasted the transition for Maybe three years. He ran the grocery department there at the Cincinnati store for a decade. Okay. And um, I remember the day that he called and he said, I just lost my job. Wait, wait, wait. Where was he? He Wild Oats. We met he, each other okay, there. Wild and Oats. then when Whole yeah. Foods bought them. Yes. Yep, right. And so he lasted th- at Whole Foods for about three years. Okay, okay. And he called me and he said, I just lost my job. And I am not – like I – put my hand on any anything um the first thought that came to my mind was great this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to us oh we're safe and it was really hard and our marriage almost fell apart and the businesses almost fell apart because we didn't know how to do it working together at that stage yes plus oh by the way we needed an income because i right. wasn't bringing enough right. in you know yeah. i make a freaking cookie you guys like a graham cracker <laughs> like come on you know and um and so uh he ended up going and he um worked for blue oven Okay. For, gosh, three plus years. Uh, he met Mark because Mark came in to Whole Foods all the time, and they just developed a great so friendship. So is Mark the owner? Mark and Sarah. Yeah, Mark. So I don't know them, yeah. and I am happily married. But you know what I used to call Mark? And if Mark ever hears this, I'm, I'm send this so embarrassed. Yeah. When he would be at Hyde Park Farmer's Market, I called him Sexy Jesus. Yeah. He I'm was sure you so weren't the handsome. only one. He's oh, still every so time handsome. I said we it, love you, Mark. I have red in my face. His every wife's time I would a total say it, babe. I'm sure she's she is, beautiful. Yes, so yes. this is not a hit on him, Mark. Oh, my God. We can hit on him. But, she won't care. But literally, I'd be like, oh, my God. Did you see Sexy Jesus? And, and people know who I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's hilarious because Jim, my husband, is very tall, not as tall as Mark, long beard. Yes. A lot of hair, like a lot of hair. Like, and people would always be like, oh my God, I can't believe you've created this company. Like, and he's like, I'm I'm not Mark. Thank you. But I'm not Mark, but I'll let him know, right? Like <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, absolutely. So he learned a lot from there. He I'm learned guessing. a lot. He got on his feet because it's a blow when you lose your job, especially as a husband, especially as, as a father, a man. as a man. Yes. All these things. Like he had to go through and he had to deal with all of that and and the trauma. Like those are traumatic things, right? Losing your job. Your yeah. whole world gets turned upside down. Um, he joined us, um, and I say us. I, You know, I'm a we or us-er because doesn't it feel good that I have a team of 30? No, it's literally just him and I. Um, he <laughs> he um, 
came on board March of 2018, and it was the best thing we've ever done. We Aww. work so well together. That's now. really special that you guys could do that. I don't think that I could. No, it um, took us a long time. That. It took us. It took us well through because what I had to do was quit telling him what to do. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't boss him like I had <laughs> other people, or you know, like, and he needed to do it. But what I needed him to do was to run it. Right. But I had to let him do that. Yes. I brought him on to do something, but I'm like, oh, you know. But I'm going to tell you what to do. If you did it, oh, you do. Oh, you. that's the way you do. Oh, oh. Okay. You know? And so finally I just said, okay, I'm not coming in for a couple of days. Like I, I transitioned smart. like I would only go into the office twice a week. I would work from coffee shops in the house and until I knew that like he got he had it. And yeah. now I'm like, great, I'll see you next week. You know, let me know if you need anything. So what part does he run? So he does all the manufacturing for Grateful Grams. We do have some help and he calls in help when he needs it. It's all very minimal. He can throw 10,000 cookies out by himself oh in a day. So in a month we produce, in the summer slow, right? Everybody goes on vacation and then yeah. we, you know, we die down again in January. But on average, we probably bake 30 to 40,000 graham crackers a month. Wow. Um, and he he likes doing all of that kind of solo, but he'll bring in help to help packaging because then from the so that's for Grateful Grams he runs the production right. Um, I do like the sales marketing. He helps with deliveries that kind of stuff, and then for the kitchens he kind of helps manage the whole facility. So okay, from cleaning to making sure that. Um, the member coming in next knows where to work at and just to kind of help set up. And if equipment goes down, he's there, like just all That's the day good. to day. That's really nice. And yeah. So it's dual roles a little bit. Absol for him there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, right. Like, yeah, yeah right. it's quadruple roles for right. all of us. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like you've shared a lot of stories, <laughs> but you said in the car ride you were thinking, you were talking to a girlfriend. Well, you'd ask certain things you wanted to share. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, we have really covered so much. Uh, you know, I think, I guess, because you'd ask, like, what's your fail story? Yeah. And I have, like, one that's my go to, right? Don't um, you go to. No, I know, but it's so good. Okay, fine. It, it's Go good for because it. it trans. It really so. Um, it was what 2010, so it was probably 2013, 2014. We had gotten placed in the entire Mid Atlantic region for Whole Foods, so we went from selling to eight to ten Whole Foods to 52. And at that time, we'd still produce everything by hand. Um, so we had to produce by hand like 80,000 pieces for this order, plus packaging and, sh oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And my brother at the time worked for me, and he was running our production. I mean, we literally had a cot in the kitchen because we had two weeks to produce this order. It was Holy insane. Holy smokes. And uh, he said, Reach, I'm going to go take a nap. All I need you to do is bake these last five trays of peanut butter chocolate chip bites. And I was like, Psh, got it. Yeah cool, see you later, I'll wake you up, you know? And I burnt every single one of them. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me as an entrepreneur because we're really good at doing everything, right? Yeah. I said that with air quotes. Yeah. Um, but we we don't need any, like, we've got this. I've got this. I yeah. got it. I can handle it Which all. Which is such bullshit. Bullshit. We need help. We need the helpers. We need t a team. We need we need support, whether they're volunteers, whatever scale yeah. you're on. And it really showed me that where I excel 
And it's been something that I've been able to give then to all these other companies because I tell them now, I'm like, you're not part of it until you burn it or break it. Mm. Like, you've got to have that experience of dropping the ball or messing it all up for it to really click. That's part of being a human being. Allow yourself to have a human being experience. It's critical. And so, you know, it's taught me to be nimble. It's taught me to go with the flow. It's taught me that no matter how hard I plan, it's... Something's going to happen. Yeah. And so, like, do you fight that? What is it about the... um, asking for help piece because I is it a I think it's a woman thing because we are so I don't know my husband has a hard time asking well men are their own I just I just talk and work with so many women so I always that's my comfort zone did you know that like well women um no my husband's absolutely the same because, because I mean I do have a hard time I think you're you were right about the entrepreneurial thing yeah I do think is like I think it more advanced entrepreneurs, people that really are skilled at it and worked yep. on it, can ask for help a yeah. lot more easy. And and you know, with this podcast, I have been given feedback over the last six months. Like you got to ask for help. Yeah. You need to ask people to help you promote it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would they want to do it? Why would they want to do that? And he's like, why wouldn't they want to do That's it? That's it. If they love it, don't ask for. Don't help. answer the question. Like, why do we do that, right? I know. Like, we're so quick to be like, oh, they're probably not. Right. What Are if they're... we said, yeah, they're going to help and they're going to rally and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do more of that, Rachel. It's it's tricky. I still struggle. and But I know now that I can't do what I'm set out to do if I don't have the help because I can't execute it all anymore. It's too big. It's bigger than I am. I mean... And we didn't even talk really about how, I mean, right, we have the podcast I do in Gratitude Podcast. Um, I have women gatherings called Grateful Gatherings that I've hosted. I've I've done women's circles for I a decade. Uh, I've sp- given talks to big groups, small groups, kid groups. I've got two, I've got a college and a high school coming to see me in September. Like, you love that. It's so Communication for you is huge. Yeah. Whether it's social media, whether it's speaking. Because there's no polish here. Like, But it's you. It's authentically you. It's me. It's authentic. You. And people can relate. People can connect. People can connect. Because I'm not coming in here it's and saying. It's not phony no. BS. I'm saying BS a lot today. It's okay. I know. Thanks. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's become bigger. But I love, though, I think it's become bigger because it's rooted in something that's truly good. And that's the gratitude yeah. piece, right? Yeah. So it, it's like energetically, it happens all the time because you're doing it yep. and you're reinforcing it yep. in, in everything that you do. We walk the talk and yeah. talk the walk and we practice what we preach. And, um, and I'm really here to be the helper. And I think it's an absolute honor to do that work. I am I always write down like quotes of people that I interview that I love. And I want to say the two quotes that I love from you today is uh once you speak it, you release it. And the other one was you're not part of it until you burn it or break it. Yeah. Those are awesome quotes. Thanks so much. Well, I'm thrilled that you came today. Thanks for taking the time out. And I know all the listeners are going to love to hear you. So thanks, Rachel. Yeah, thank you so much. 
I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod. <laughs>